understand yourself, understand your wishes and go for it and do not care about judgment and the wrong people who surround you and always listen to only the people who say or either the great stuff to you that you're cool that you're inspiring or just saying the good critics which you can uh, learn something from This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukraine so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me, and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine, to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you. Thank you all so much for the support. More than 285 people participated in this project for Ukraine. From the vice president of the Helen Martin Group to the vice chancellor of the UGCC Church to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev to students from the FLEX program, Ukraine Global Scholars, United World College, Harvard University, and Minerva Schools at KGI, to the United Nations, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds, so if you wish to participate Send me a message on Instagram at aziz.future and join the Telegram channel Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, France, Switzerland and Monaco. Top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia and Poland. Top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain and Dubai, and top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places. Because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people and this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Yelizaveta Frolkis. Liza is a double major studying law at Taras Shevchenko National University of Kiev, as well as studying business economics at 
National University of Kiev Mohila Academy. Born in the capital Kiev, Lisa participated in 22 scientific and practical conferences of Model United Nations with 18 of them as a participant and four of them as an organizer. In 2019, she was the president of the Model UN Junior in Lyceum, Naukova Zmina, and chair of Economic and Social Council UN at MUN Kiev Palace of Children and Youth. And she represented Ukraine in the second delegation ever that attended YMUN as a part of the team in the 45th annual MUN in Yale University in the U.S., the mandate of the Kingdom of Bahrain in the United Nations Environmental Program, UNEP. In 2020, she was the Chair of Economic and Social Council UN at an online MUN Kiev Palace of Children and Youth and the President of the Next Hub MUN in KPCY. Lisa also took places in the All-Ukrainian Student Olympiad and Law of 2018-2019 and in, in the Geography and Landscape Science section of the Minor Academy of Sciences of Ukraine in 2019-2020. In May 2020, Lisa defended a business plan as a part of microeconomics course called International Creative University, created by the example of Minerva University. As a practicing gymnast, Lisa took the Grand Prix in a festival in Slovakia in 2013. She won the first degree in two categories in a festival, Viva l'Italia, in Italy in 2014 and in 2015. She took first place in the contest Baltic Brilliant in Lithuania, diploma signed by the extraordinary and plenipotentiary ambassador of Ukraine to the Republic of Lithuania, Valery Jovtenko. When it comes to the English language, where Lisa reached a C1 level, she has attended courses in England in 2015 and 2017, she attended the London School of English in Kiev from 2016 until 2020, and she took place in the stage two of the All-Ukrainian Student Olympiad in English in 2018-2019, and an honorable mention for special achievements in learning English in 2021. Lisa also adores basketball, painting, singing, writing poetry, and attending high heels dance classes. Her favorite quote is, success is being able to move from one failure to another without losing enthusiasm by Winston Churchill. Lisa, how are you today? Thank you. I'm fine. The only thing I wanted to say uh, is vice versa. So I study business economics in Tarasovchenko University and law in National University of Kivmohila Academy, but it's fine. <laughs> um, it's, it's okay. It's okay. You're studying all the subjects in all the universities. Yes. And I love that about you. That's really ambitious and really hardworking. And so I will ask about that specifically. Why? two majors at two different universities at the same time, knowing that probably the education will be offline soon. 
Um, actually, it's gonna be like mixed in Kiev Mohyla Academy and uh, fully offline in Tarasovchenko University. But the thing is, I wanted to study economics. So, like when I um, started my senior year at school, I like I uh, get into it with the thought like I'm gonna study economics in Kiev Mohyla Academy. I was really like precise about that and uh, so I knew my plan but afterwards like I thought that economics might not be enough and law will be a great instrument that I can use and this is that kind of degree that you cannot just learn by you know taking courses or stuff this is a fully like university degree that you cannot get anywhere else so I've decided this is going to be better and I have I will have a complex education, which I may use in any area, basically. Thank you. That sounds really wonderful. And you're so active. So I would like to ask, when you want to feel really alive, to relax, to recharge yourself, what activities do you like to do, Lisa, in order to rebalance and refill your soul? Um, it's surely gonna be dancing because like I've been dancing for my whole life I've been changing styles so I started with gymnastics when I was mm, like in like I was little let's say I was a child then I came back then I like came to uh, modern dances like hip-hop just funk and like recently I think like a one year and a half ago, I discovered high heels dancing, which is not only about like keeping in shape or uh, like moving in a gracious way. Uh, high heels dancing is about is like making women empowerment, uh, like empowered and making women feel themselves as a woman, like feel their sexuality, feel their like feel their feminine. I mean. Uh, this is so much for me when I come to my like my trainer she is always ends uh, our trainings with the words of support so she's training trying to uh, push our confidences to just uh, make us believe in ourselves which is so beautiful I guess so this dance is about psychology about feeling yourself about loving yourself so I think this is beautiful um, also, I may meet some people, I may um, attend some kind of events, but uh, it really like depends. Sometimes I just want to stay alone with a book and just um, pull up my thoughts. It really depends from like on the day, on the mood I'm having. So like it works like that. I like that very much. And so to ask you, do you feel you're more of a highly emotional person? Or a lot more logical? Um, actually, this may sound crazy, but I feel that I'm a mix of two because I do get lots of like mood swings. I can easily get angry. I can as easily get in a really like melancholic kind of state, uh, which I'm also like writing poetry in. I cannot write in any other state. So like when I'm excited, I'm not having this inspiration to write poems only when I'm really sad. So lots of my poems do um, get like people depressed and some people cried because of my poems, which is like from one side flattering and from the other side, <laughs> like I don't know how to feel about this actually, but still 
And from the other side, I really like to plan things out. So when I was choosing my major, when I was choosing my university, when I uh, finished with all of my graduation exams, um, I've been analyzing this for like two months or something. I've been like doing tables, comparing degrees, comparing the subjects. It was crazy. I was advising with anyone, with like everyone I uh, could trust, which was like, which made people crazy because uh, I could not decide. So yeah, I, I'm a good mix of both actually. I have so many questions now, but let's speak about your poetry, which comes more from depression and <laughs> negative emotions. But how does that inspiration come to you? Do you get some words on your mind, some images, some rhythm? Or is it like it's already built there in your subconscious and you're releasing it? Or do you try some techniques in order to build and construct a poem or how does it work for you actually i do not know any techniques of like writing poems and for a long period of my life i think until i was pretty much like 13 years old i thought that i could not write poems at all like poetry is not my thing um, um so it's really it comes from the from something that is happening in my life, from some... Generally, it comes when I'm interacting with people and some of my expectations, which I usually have, which is wrong, but this is the other question, which are, like, these expectations are not, you know, like, fulfilled. And you're just disappointed, it's, like, at some point, or you're just, um, I, I don't know, you're acting in an open way to a person and he or she does not answer in the same way or you do get like a sense of depression when it comes to your achievements when you're not um, satisfied with yourself and I'm a really self-critical person when it comes to my achievements when it comes to my work my self-realization social realization anything you can think you can think of so generally, when I get into the right mood, when something, like when something is before it happens before this, and afterwards I just get in this mood, it's just as you said, it's just already reading in my subconscious. So you're just releasing this, and you're feeling like you're feeling when this is enough, when you're finished, and you're feeling if it's like still you have some words not released on paper so this is a really cool feeling and I've discovered this I think only like a couple of months ago which is really interesting in terms of um, self-conscious and understanding yourself better. Thank you and when it comes to high heels dance what is it about your teacher or coach that you wish to add more of to your personality that inspires you and is part of the best Lisa, that could be, or the next version of who you wish to be. Um, actually, I really look up to her because she she seems to have like no insecurities in general. I'm a naturally introverted person, and if I hadn't uh, this experience of more United Nations, I'd be really shy. I would be afraid of like 
talking in public, dancing in public, and I still get issues, like I still have troubles with this. So it's really tough for me to just come out and dance in a group of like three people, for example, when there's other girls watching in the room because I started th- I started thinking about what they're going to be, like they're going to be looking at me, they're going to be thinking that I'm not gracious enough that I cannot improvise in dancing that I cannot dance at all and um, so my trainer my teacher she is um, she's super open I mean she is open um, to the point she can undress herself in some way during the dance so she has no boundaries at all of course I do not want to come to this level like exactly when I can put some part some item of my clothing like in front of a group but still she can come out and dance in front of other people with like maybe she has uh, this like second second thoughts or insecurities like how she looks and stuff but you don't feel it, you don't see it, you see only her confidence, you see how she uh, presents herself as a confident, sexy woman who is feeling herself. And this is, I think, I'd really want to be like this, though I'm really trying so hard to get to this level. You mentioned confidence. What does confidence mean for you and does the self-criticism help that or how does it relate to that for me confidence is um when you do not think about people's opinions because um actually like in this period like these days i'm meeting lots of new people because i'm starting there because i'm now studying in two universities basically you're meeting new people this is um this is natural but um, I caught myself um, like thinking about what they're going to think. Like, okay, they are now following my Instagram. I'm posting my stories. I'm posting my poetry, my thoughts, my like uh, videos from the dance class. Like, um, what are they going to think of me? And for me, confidence is just uh, like having this deep connection with yourself understanding who you are uh what your goals are and what do you want in life generally what is your like plank what people uh you want to see around yourself and just don't care about the judgment around you because they're gonna be they're always gonna be people around who are saying that you're doing it wrong even your parents they have some expectations about you and i do get um like some people even my parents they usually said like they usually say to me that um i wouldn't do this um if i were you for example um so i think it's 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 really about it for me i like that you mentioned you know the life that you want the people you want to surround yourself with as a criteria for someone who is confident to know, who is confident to know. So for you, what life do you want and what kinds of people do you wish to surround yourself with? Um, as I have some, I like, I can sometimes be a couch potato. Sometimes I really have this tendency to have these days when you just want to 
lie in bed, do nothing, watch TV series or read books, and just generally do not interact with the society at all. So I've been always searching for people who are the opposite of myself, who are really active, who are going out every day, who are trying something new, who are studying something new, who are not afraid of new challenges in life. Uh, And generally, I really love people who have the achievements in their life who ha- who are hardworking, who know their particular aims in life. So I was really like uh, reaching out for these people. This is for sure. And in terms of my life, um, I don't know. I do not like build the exact plans like where I want to be in five years because this is always changing. And I believe in fortune. I believe in the boomerang crew i believe in stuff like that this may sound like really uh, weird to some people but it's really the rules my life is under so i cannot control this unfortunately and um i do really want to make the best out of my student years this is for sure so this is like um stuff uh, which is the most um like this is this is gonna be happening in the nearest future for me so I want to uh, make use of my time I want to balance my life because it's no secret like for anyone that's uh, studying into university simultaneously then uh, do sports um, like have some for your hobby social realization like uh, student clubs student organizations traveling just relaxing and lying on the couch for like when you feel like to um, it's it requires great skills of time management so for me right now um, I want to concentrate in the in the moment I'm in and I want to make the most I can and my goal number one like for this several months that are gonna be in front of me um I'd really want to uh overcome my shyness which is sometimes which sometimes gets in the way when I want to try something new and just uh yeah make use of all the all the opportunities that uh universities offer I wish you to overcome your shyness so that you will take advantage of everything. And I'm actually one of the most introverted people ever. I'm 94% introvert, (laughs) although many people wouldn't believe it. But I guess we can discuss it. I can teach you some things about life. And But I'm curious about this, really, when you mentioned it, because I'm a high empath too. I can feel people's emotions, all of them, even they're walking in the street near me or a dog or a cat or anything like that. I felt the different emotions when you spoke about your belief in fortune and the boomerang rule. What is that? What is that belief? Tell me everything. And if you wonder where the questions come from, I feel people deeply and I feel where the topics that light them up and that's where the questions come from, from feeling people. Yeah, actually, I do feel others' emotions too. It's really, it really helps, you know, in person-to-person relations, uh, relationships when um, you need to like um, 
get to know each other better. It's it, not it, really because I mean, if you're professional and people are not feeling what they're saying, it's well, it's not interesting to me if someone is saying what they think, but it's not what they feel, or if they're repeating a good idea. I am only interested in the truth of people that comes from the heart, that sincerity, because I can feel it. But if someone is saying, uh, let's say you're studying law, if someone's speaking about like the nature of law, blah, 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 but it's not in their heart, then it sounds to me like someone reciting a poem in primary school or whatever. It's not, it doesn't have substance to me. Yeah, I get it. Um, you were asking like about my belief in fortune and all of that stuff. Uh, yeah, I do feel that there are some, uh, you know, events in life and like generally all, everything that happens in our lives, like uh, people we meet, events that are happening, opportunities they that come into your life. Um, they're meant to be there. And if you hear if you're getting a rejection if you hear no it no in your address in your address um this is just not your opportunity it's not your person it's not your like it's not an event uh that's meant that is meant to happen because i've heard lots of no i have to disagree with you no i have to because I believe, and it's my belief, and if you look at Joseph Campbell's Hero's Journey, or uh, even his book, the great book, Reflections on the Art of Living, and all that, it's actually when you go for your biggest growth, you will get tested way more than if you go for the easy route, if you know what I mean, that where your fear is and where all the obstacles will come, that is actually the road you're meant to go for your purpose because there you will overcome most things that will build you into the person you are. And I don't know, it depends for you, but for me, it's not about achievement at all. It's about the person I become who is able to create those achievements and therefore the being allows for the doing and allows for the having rather than considering if I'm having this easily, it's in my comfort zone by definition. And therefore, I'm not being brave. I'm not growing. I have no courage in the matter. Do you know what I mean? I'm just saying it in this way where like, it comes from a belief where good things happen to good people. It's not the same what you're mentioning. And bad things happen to bad people. And if something bad happens, then it means you're a bad person and you are punished. But no, bad things happen to good people. Good things happen to bad people. And our destiny is the place where we get we will get hit more than anything because that's only when we will fulfill it and it becomes our manifest destiny because we will become that person not being like uh spoon-fed the path but maybe i understood you wrong maybe you meant something else or you were speaking about something else i'm really looking forward to your comment um, actually, this is an interesting thought you said, and I agree up to a point, but still, uh, like, I meant those situations when uh, you cannot, like, physically, you cannot try harder because this is a once, like, chance, so you cannot go for it again, for example, or you do not influence someone's decision, or this is, like, just not under your control. 
um, to not like uh, make our discussion like too abstract, like to make people stay and still listen. Um, no, I let's. Would... It, it, I love it. No, let's go abstract. <laughs> like, I like being selfish with this because it's gonna be really interesting. So if yeah. I understood you correctly, when it's an opportunity that is so rare that you have only one chance in theory to make it happen, you need more control, more power, more influence. And if you try your best and it doesn't happen, then it's not meant to be. Is it something like that? Yeah, yeah. It's something like that. Like I wanted to uh, make an example. Like I've been trying to get into a flex program. I believe you know it because you've had a lot of guests that participated in this program. So I... Uh, tried to get in it for like two times and I did not get in and um, when I was like uh, thinking about it later the first time I didn't get it I was really upset and the second time I was like mm, I was trying to understand the reason why I did not get in and when I talked to people who actually um, came to USA afterwards so they won a program um, they said that in Kiev, there is like in a four store, so you're writing this English test and we have like so many intelligent students in Kiev that they're just picking these applications randomly. So um, back at the, like, I thought that like my English level is uh, not enough for participating in this program, which was obviously not like I had a uh, like grade B1 or B2 at the time. So I like I, I could participate. I could like get into the second tour and then onto the third tour and so on. But I didn't get in. And if I knew like this, like some of our, um, like some of my acquaintances who actually like got into flex, they came to another cities to um, write this test because their like competition was a little bit less. So if you know what I mean. Um, so I'm talking about like this opportunities where you're trying and it's not really in your power, you know, to influence the decision. And of, like, if they're taking out these applications randomly, because there's like so many intelligent students that are applying who have high level of English, um, I cannot influence this. Like, um, it's not uh, like that I'm uh, lazy to try something or I like just want to make an excuse of me not getting into it. No, like uh, you can always try again and again and again until your time is up because uh, there is an age limit. Um, but I'm talking yeah, about these opportunities where sometimes this is not in your con like under your control to uh, be accepted or not be accepted. So this is like more for these situations like to cheer your yourself up when you do not get in and i feel that um like it's it, it, it's, it doesn't matter how many rejections you get uh, you have to try you have to like uh, you can try to open some new doors for example try some new opportunity and if you apply to different programs to different like occasions to participate in some events and blah 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 and uh, to you know speak publicly or participate in a concert and so and so on uh, like uh, at least one 
it at least one you're going to be accepted and it's going to work uh, even if others like 50 or 100 is, like are not going to work you have to try mm, you 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 you, ha- you don't have to like you should not give up you mustn't give up it's uh, this is not the the solution to your problems thank you i actually agree with you 100% and i have that But I think about it in a different way that doesn't reflect on my identity in two ways. I love rejection and people who failed because they get wisdom from life that people who only had an easy route, they become too naive and they really don't appreciate it. They're like, oh, it's so easy, just do it. But it's not reality. And second, I view it in terms of chaos theory and variance that... In reality, or even let's say, let's speak about um, evolution, Mm -hmm. 95 or 96% of all variants of species, they die because they're not adapted, but 4% or 2%, depending on the environment, they're perfectly adapted. And therefore, even nature is doing this, it's throwing a lot of like spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. Or for me, I view it as variants where uh, the average of life, like if you think about it, I was thinking about this, I was watching a documentary in the Discovery Channel that uh, even lions or tigers or bears, they will try like to catch a fish or the tigers to catch a gazelle or whatever, like 20 times. When they're almost going to starve, they catch one and they survive long enough to the next, you know, 20 or whatever. So for me, I always think about quantity being the bed for creating quality or that when I begin to do something, I don't think, okay, I have to plan it perfectly and have one shot and do that one perfect thing. I think, no, actually, I have to try 100 and then 1% of it, I expect it to be great. Uh, 80%, the Pareto rule, it will fail miserably. Um, 14% or 15% to be okay, so-so. 4% good, 1% extraordinary, and that's what makes life worth it. So to me, I actually don't even go for the average of life that is certain. Like, let's say... Uh, 75 probability of success in mediocrity. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in doing everything for the 0.01% that could go right in that time with enough effort or totally wrong. And actually, they have in psychology a difference of uh, when we speak about failure. There is failure from someone stopping trying and giving up that leads to a a destruction of self-esteem. And that's what people fear fear to do. But someone who gives everything and they're proud of what they did and failed, it actually multiplies their self-esteem much more than anything. And therefore, even in soccer, they call it like grinta in Spain, because it's one of the languages I speak. I love, hablo espanol muy bien. The grinta is when a team plays soccer perfectly, like they give it everything, they take every try and fail, everybody will salute them, they'll clap for them, and they'll be proud of them uh, compared to winning. Anyway, what is your perspective? Because this is near and dear to my heart, because it's life, you know, it's the nature of the universe, life and everything, it's the 42, and I hope you get that reference. Um, Yeah, 
I like I can say that I'm partially agreeing with you. Um, really, like you said about um, doing efforts like on one hundred percent, but like I am kind of a perfectionist, so I really want everything to be. Uh, like in the best way so I don't really like when something is a little bit wrong I'm really like I would say attentive to details is <laughs> like if I can say so but like recently I thought about this and I realized that um, it's better to do at least something than to um, just because I've read the book called procrastination unfortunately I don't remember the author but um, it said that perfectionism is actually one of the reasons of people like procrastinating because you want to make everything uh, perfectly the best way you can do and you're just postponing and postponing it because like oh, oh I will do this later I will have uh, more knowledge at this point of life or I will be different tomorrow and I will do this better than today which is like pro which thank is not you true. but I disagree with you 100% I used to be a super perfectionist until I uh, found my way, I was lost soul <laughs> as a perfectionist. And this is really, you know, right now, there are people with half your talent who are achieving and having all the perfect moments and happiness and all that, that you're waiting to be ready to do. They already claimed it and enjoying it forever. Do you understand this? This is, uh, for me, like I may be mistaken, but this sounds for me like an imposter syndrome when you're feeling not like professional enough and you do not try things. Whereas like people who are less professional, they're out there, they're getting all of the awards because they're showing off and they're like showing their abilities. Yes. And also it's, uh, I remember... Uh, there was this research on it, the Dunning-Kruger effect, but also other stuff that sometimes some people are not even smart enough to know they're not good enough. And therefore, they take all the chances. They're confident and believe in themselves. While really smart people, they really see their limitations and they see the risks and it cripples them. And therefore, life should be more about faith, but not in that way. The faith that, yes, we are alive, but we are independent in our worth and value from the outcomes that what or as the Bhava Gita from the Indian religion, the Hindu uh, and all that, that you have the right to your labor, but you don't have the right to the fruits of your labor. And therefore, as long as you do the process where you are allowing yourself to get a result, you don't control the result and therefore you accept whatever result that comes as a miracle, whether positive or negative, and you judge yourself not by the perfection because, you know, you study business. You know, in economics, there is a point where the marginal, uh, marginal revenue uh, exceeds the, where the marginal cost exceeds the marginal revenue, yes, which yes, is yes, the point yes. of diminishing return. And therefore, paying attention to detail beyond the point of diminishing return is just a waste and procrastination by definition. Because yeah. like Peter Drucker, he said, there is no worse inefficiency than trying to do well things that don't have to be done at all. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, like the um, I'm still um, I'm, I was listening to you and still think about thinking about the first sign, uh, first parts of your speech because it really um, it really resonates with me. You know, like um, that sometimes uh, people who are like not to call them like dumb or something uh, like let's say people no but are... even worse notice it in politicians yeah. why are they... <laughs> you know why are the all the they say oh we don't have great politicians they're not the best people it's because the best people are too shy or they're yeah. not like they're waiting to be for perfect while uh, the politicians uh, they just like whatever they're like go for it yeah, literally, I agree with you, like 100%, because like literally, sometimes the smartest people, they're just sitting in their kitchens and discussing the, you know, issues in the country, but they do not uh, get on this stage and like say this out loud in front of a public because they're like too shy or um, unsure of their abilities. But like, I mean, this resonates with me so much because actually like yesterday I was uh, thinking about um, applying on some event to uh, read my poetry like uh, publicly for the first time when I was really shy I was having like doubts look even more even more look let's make it happen because I noticed another thing I used to have this list where I, you know the getting things done method where there was a someday list and then I noticed I never do the someday so then I thought no someday means now means today I begin and that's how I learned like six languages or whatever. I'll be like, I want to learn la langue française. On commence aujourd'hui. Let's go. So to you, today after this interview, send me an MP3 of you reading a poem. I'll share it in my uh, Telegram channel. There'll be like more than 200 Ukrainian students, so almost 300. They will listen to it. And let's go. Let's go for it. Oh my god, okay. Is it like okay if they're as I have said a little depressive? Like this is my this I is love my... it. No, I'm go for it. I love and accept everything because I actually I'm incapable to see people in categories or to judge them because I'm like happiness is the rarest thing in the world. So if someone is happy, even if they, other people think whatever they do is weird, that doesn't matter because most people in the world are bored, unhappy. They're doing something they believe like they're stuck in doing and they're not like living up to their potential. So as long as you have the courage to try and to go for it, send it in any language, even if it's Japanese or Chinese, okay. let's go. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I will send it. Okay. Thank you. Tell me this. What do you what is your metaphysical spiritual belief on the nature of life and reality? I know it's too deep, but why not? So let's enjoy it. It's oh, my podcast. I can be selfish with my questions. <laughs> actually, like uh oh, oh wow. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Okay, this is a tough question. Like mm, I believe that this surely exists like some high powers like you know some something that is beyond our reach and that kind of just not controls our life but mm, like they just let call this day <laughs> they see our actions um i do not if like they control this or stuff but in terms of like how um the nature i don't know like how the 
um, like the, how the humanity started or how uh, the like uh, every like how everything started. Yeah, let's take it generally. I th- but I think that there are like some stuff like for example dogs for me like dogs are so intelligent people and i really think that they do um like they do have um like a couple of um lives so those are the people who have been living in on this earth and um they have just been reborn in been reborn into the animals so i do think that there's life after death which is probably crazy to believe um but yeah it's generally like what i think don't say that probably crazy to believe it doesn't matter it's your belief be proud of it yes dogs are people we love it reincarnation is real whatever it is because if if you study look if you go into the philosophy of science you'll find that even science, nobody's sure of anything because the scientists themselves, the way their brain was wired from childhood and upbringing will affect what they see and what they cannot see. And therefore, you know, that's why they have like a triple blind uh, the tests and now they're doing it where even the person measuring, they don't know what they're measuring or whatever. Because actually, even scientists, they cannot see reality because they're limited by how their brain is shaped. And therefore, nobody can know anything and really, and therefore I choose to believe any of the things that empower me, that add to my confidence in, in a way. And this, I did study of it for a couple of years. Every person who's super successful is delusional. They believe they're like amazing and that things will work for them and that they should go. And if it doesn't work, oh, wow, this was such a beautiful lesson that is preparing me for my destiny to be the most amazing person ever. And whatever, like nothing in relation to reality. And scientists, they're not that rich or (laughs) not that successful because they're too realistic. So to you, instead of qualifying it, and that's what it's called in linguistics, where you say, oh, uh, it's crazy to do. It's like you're making small your opinion. No, declare it bravely and love any person who disagrees because by definition, if you think about it as a, a normal distribution or bell curve, the fact some people criticize you means some people will love you. But if nobody criticizes you, then everybody's indifferent to you. Then you don't even exist. You don't matter. Therefore, for love to exist, the wrong people must hate you. I even think about it in this way. We live in a universe that is big and it's made of all like tons of universes, but we can create our own universe by being so true to ourselves that the wrong people will leave. (laughs) They'll hate us and go away. And therefore we don't have to compromise or pretend to be nice in order to get along with them. It's not necessary. There are 8 billion people. And the right people, they will love you for who you are. You can be fully yourself and they will be fully themselves with you. And therefore I view it as a selection bias, which is what's called or self-selection. The more you share exactly what you say with, with full um belief the wrong people they'll be like this person is totally stupid and the right people this person is genius and uh, you know what i mean like there will be no middle but if you're like 
okay, for some people, this could be controversial. It could be said that blah, blah, blah. Then people will be like, ah, I mean, I don't know. This person has no, is not taking any position or stance. They're weak and therefore uh, they're nice. But like we pat them on the head and we move on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, actually. Like, indifference is the worst thing. And I notice, like, among the people who meet me, uh, there are usually, like, two categories. Either the people who really, like, adore me, who uh, say this to my face, that, like, I inspire them in my, like, in the things I'm doing or anything, in the poems I'm writing or, like, anything I do or say. And the second category, which hates me without, like, actually without having any reason for it, and I've been thinking that this is actually weird, but then I thought, thought like, oh, no, stop it. it! It's great because you do not leave the indifference after meeting the person, which is great. So you're leaving the like lasting effect on the person. You're giving the impression, which is great. Perfect. And let's do a little game. Imagine you are Lisa in 2030. It's this year, or you are in your perfect life. Imagine it, okay? Can you begin imagining you're that person? Um, okay. Uh, choose anything. Doesn't matter. Just choose something that comes like a poem to your mind, just from your subconscious, and feel that. And if that Lisa would give today's Lisa advice, what would she say? I would say, like, be brave. Do not care about others' opinions. Um, do more, more of self-digging. Understand yourself. Understand your wishes and go for it. And do not care about judgment and the wrong people who surround you. And always listen to only the people who say or either the great stuff to you, that you're cool, that you're inspiring, or just saying the good critics which you can uh, learn something from. I agree 1000%. It's about daring greatly. And one of my favorite quotes, I have it even here, it will support you probably by Theodore Roosevelt. And I will read it. It's not the critic who counts not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat and I live like this every day I actually sometimes would actually do something that will make people look at me funny just because I refuse to have I used to be super like 
shy and whatever. But then I thought, I don't want this life. Like, what is this? I refuse to be this person and I will do it and I will love it because I, it's, you know, whenever I feel people are categorizing me into something where there'll be expectation of behavior, I don't want that. I want the freedom to be me, the independence to choose whichever side of personality I explore or show in whatever moment. And I believe that in many ways, the right people are born to dare greatly and to live outside their comfort zone where it's uncomfortable, but it's electric and electrifying with life. While the right people will love that and the wrong people, they're like, oh, I want to be comfortable. This is uncomfortable. Or they stay in their comfort zone, but it's death. You're literally not alive because the fear, the feeling of being alive is doing something where you're daring to go out of your comfort zone consistently. You don't know what happens and you love the consequences. Like some people, they say, oh, you have to, they tell me even, because I don't know, maybe my situation is different. I had happened in my life that I lost everything and then I had to build everything again, 1% a day without knowing what will happen. I needed to believe in myself because nobody did. And in that time, I discovered that really, look, there is no safety in life. There is no security. The only thing that comes is becoming someone who believes in ourselves so much so that even if we lose everything, it's fine. I know I can rebuild it again and therefore I can be me because there is no negative consequences. Anything is just a new flavor to learning, to growth, to development, to enjoy in life where I enjoy the full range of emotions, because why not? I was before someone who wanted safety and security, but it's a fear-based rather than um, a courage-based way of being. And I prefer, you know, I, I remember a quote where it said, I would rather dangerous freedom than, uh, than safe slavery. And that's how I love to live. Yeah, growth is a constant dis discomfort. I recently heard this um, this phrase, this quotation, and mm, I've been thinking about it about it for like the past couple of days. And mm, I came to a conclusion that yeah, this is actually true. So if you do want to Don't grow, think. if you do thinking want is to overrated, I I'm really a big thinker. Like I journal, like thinking my, but I found that actually do it, like try it, experience it, and then think about it. That's a much better way. Like if you walk around, um, you said like that woman uh, who takes a piece of her clothes, well, around all girls, go take off a piece of your clothes. And then after that, think about it and judge it rather than prejudging because prejudging comes from your current set of experiences and limitations rather than from opening the opportunity to be surprised at what happened yeah yeah i agree thank you so much this was a very unique episode i spoke a lot but i care about this because if you're not daring greatly in reality you're just buried alive that's basically it you're just playing safely i don't mean about you you're actually doing great things but i think you know from social media, you expect even more and more of yourself. I remember one time I was speaking to someone from the NFL in the US, and his regret was this. He didn't stop to enjoy that he was in the NFL. He spent it grinding, wanting more, 
and more and more and more until he finished. And then he thought it was never fun. I didn't have fun and enjoy that. I was like in the NFL and think, wow, I'm doing so great. Every day I was thinking about the next thing and how to progress and how to beat the competition that I had no time to actually enjoy it, to just walk around proud of what I have achieved because he didn't even realize it. To you too, you're amazing. One of the most exceptional people I have interviewed, whether in achievement or depth of thought or your quote, I love that. And it's, it is, it represents what we say. Success is being able to move from one failure to another without losing enthusiasm. It doesn't say anything about good achievements. It's the ability to move from one failure to another. So you're failing constantly. That's beautiful and that's life to me. Yeah, yeah. No, thank you so much. Can you please speak a little bit? I mean, uh, we spoke a lot, but only... Do you have any projects that you're supporting right now? Anything that you want to raise awareness about as well as if people wish to... Um, follow you on social media. What is the best one? And I'll make sure to write it in the description as well. Um, I would really be grateful if people follow my Instagram because right now, like, I'm always hearing like this feedback when people say that, oh, you have like really aesthetic photos and we get like this aesthetic satisfaction when we look at your profile. But I do want to make it make the content more to the point and I really do want to write about myself about my thoughts about what's happening in my life so uh, people could enjoy not only the great photos but the content currently I have lots of plans because as I've said earlier this was a complete like completely sp um, spontaneous event but today I became a member of ALSA so now I will be attending um, different events created for stu for students who study law at a university also i'm try i'm trying to get into a couple of student clubs so one of uh, one of those is actually about like the moluans and stuff so i'll be a delegate at uh, international months which is going to be probably exciting um I will try to get a driver's license, uh, I think, uh, like in in the next summer. I think this is like learn term term plans, but still. And I do really want to start learning a new language, either French, either German. I'm not decided yet, but yeah, like there's so much, like so much stuff upcoming. I'm really excited. I'm really excited to meet new people and expand my social circle because, you know, when you're studying uh, at the same institution for a lot, for like uh, lots of years, um, you're coming to a new institution and there's like a bunch of people with a whole new background, a whole new like whole different background from yours, a different city, different activities, experiences, and this is this is exciting. I'm like I'm looking forward to it like so much. I'm really happy for you. I encourage you to go for all those plans and thank you so much, Lisa. It was a privilege, an honor, a great time, and I wish you a brilliant day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much.